Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 32nd episode of the HSBG podcast. I'm your host, HK Cons, here with my constant co host, Shady Bunny. Shady Bunny, how you doing? I am doing very well, Carlos. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we missed last week. Uh, pretty much my fault. I uh, forgot because of mercenaries. <laughs> I was I was too busy getting rank one in EU. You know how it is. You know. <laughs> I wonder how long it would take. All right, guys, less than half a minute. There we go. It's out there. <laughs> but yeah, I you know I I I did actually just lose track of time and forget. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, weren't able to reschedule in a proper manner. So just figured out to address that at the opening. Just making sure everyone knows that it was my fault. We missed yesterday, I mean, last week. Everyone blamed me. Shady was innocent. Shady was ready, roaring to go. Even messaged me like, hey, are we ready? And I was like, for what? <laughs> and he's like, the podcast is Thursday. And I was like, oh, it's Thursday. Wow, time goes real fast. So, yeah, anyways, we missed yes, uh, last week. But we're here back on track, back on schedule. We've got a lot of exciting things to announce a patch dropped today out of nowhere. You know, well, maybe not nowhere, but you know, patch dropped relatively uh, new and we're probably gonna talk about that and just a lot of the little things. It's been two weeks, right? So we have two weeks of content. We're gonna pretend we don't, right? We're just gonna <laughs> speak through these things. But <laughs> let's just, you know, let's just uh, move on to our first uh, topic of the day. We've got our weekly overview. Da 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 da. Making topics while playing is easy. You can see here that the topic is out of frame. This is a little bit too big <laughs> compared to where it is. You can see the speech bubble is a little bit clipped. Hopefully none of the other topics have that issue, but yeah. Generally, uh, we've got two weeks to cover. Um, I would say, you know, we did at least like two we did more of uh just playing together there was a little like lull in the middle because of mercenaries but uh <laughs> other than that you know we've been doing well uh just doing more of a i guess a leveling style of gameplay i guess is what i would call it you know not not really forcing uh comps until we have like that clear direction, very, very clear. You know, if you hit double grease spot, okay. You know, if you hit, you know, double mama, okay. If you hit, you know, double nomi, we don't really do double nomi stuff, but <laughs> if you hit double nomi, okay. Again, it's hook those kind of things, right? Yeah, We've done yeah. it on hook tusk, but yeah, it's it's more a triple into. Although I've I've done nomi on tier six. I think that you can do it on six as well, because then you just open up rags and stuff uh, like that genies yeah, you and rags roll, you just roll into hamuls as well right instead of having to triple into them so that's really nice yeah hamul man what a cart that i disrespected that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah for sure but uh, how about you yeah anything interesting no it's it's pretty much what you've already gone over right because we're playing together playing together yeah it's, it's been super fun um there was are we are we talking about the mmr bug and stuff and how that's yeah yeah go oh no no i forgot about it but uh, yes you should definitely anyway. address that go for it so there was <clears throat> there were two different things that happened so the first thing that happened was that 
certain people got their MMR reset to zero, not their internal MMR, but their external MMR. So it's kind of like you start the season and you're on zero and you're gaining 300 for a win. That happened with Mercenaries launch. A couple of people that just played lost their MMR immediately. So then there was this huge like, don't play, don't play, you lose your MMR. Uh, but then, you know, that didn't take too long. They got their MMR back and there was some communication with the devs. Uh, I'm not sure if they sped up the process, if they're just like, all right, well, we're going to put you back at 10K or whatever, and then like a few more wins. Uh, but essentially what happened was that the internal MMR wasn't completely right. So to put this in perspective, a top 25 player is essentially going to get maybe 80 points max for a win. Maybe in some crazy, crazy lobby, 85. That's it, right? Like you're not really gaining more than that for a win in the lobby. And uh, there were these people that got their rating reset were suddenly gaining 100, if not more. And then they were not losing 120 for a lot oh. for an eighth place. They were only taking minus 100 and such. So you can see that <clears throat> these are still strong players and you give them such an advantage suddenly the rank one in uh, <laughs> Europe was like 500 points above number two, and he came sort of out of nowhere, right? Suddenly so be like, I'm, I'm not even convinced, by the way, that it's completely fixed, uh, you know, if it was 100% accurate, because I'm not even sure how you would go about of really fixing it, because we don't really know, like, the ins and outs, like, did they also get easier lobbies? Like, what happened there, right? Like, anyways, <clears throat> I will say, it's really, really nice of Blizzard to actually care and came in and say, okay, well, we're going to fix this. We're going to not only make sure that these people are gaining the right amount of points, we're also going to take away the points that they earned, uh, not necessarily during the whole process, but the points that they shouldn't have earned. So if they gain 70 instead of 100, they're only gaining 30. Now, when we look at the leaderboard, it's still like a little like, hey, I'm not like a hundred percent sure, but it's way better. <laughs> it's way better now. And at least now you know they're no longer able to abuse it. Because I, <clears throat> this is another thing where you can talk about, where what do you do? What, what do you do when this happens to you? Do you say, ah, I'll play on a different account? Do you say, I'll make a new account? Do you say, fuck it, I'm getting rank one, right? Like, what do you do when this happens to you? And I, it's not really easy to the judge and say like, oh, this is the correct approach. I can say my approach is I would feel extremely uncomfortable to play knowing that I'm getting way more points because you could just feel everyone else around you like, sorry guys, not intentional, <laughs> just, just taking your con even though I don't really deserve it. Right? Like, holy shit, I would not be able to. Like, I am someone that I don't really feel a lot of shame or I'm not like, oh my God, you know, like what will people think? But, you know, like it feels like your fellow players don't really respect you if you're pushing with that kind of an advantage. So like for me, holy shit, no, I would not want to play on an account like that. Uh, anyways, you know, a couple of people did and the list was and now they're whoop, back down. So that is good to see. Uh, what's your take on it, Collins? Like, would you play? Would you play on a different account? Like, what's the... What oh, I, I was like, wow, good reason to play Mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally my thought. I was like, oh. doesn't play at all. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I, good excuse. Thing. I was legit like, wow, what a fantastic excuse to just grind wrestlers. <laughs> how how clean for me. So yeah, that was that was my response. <laughs> but yeah, if if uh, if that lasted longer than um than it did, um, I don't know. I do have multiple accounts, so I probably would um. 
if I if they kept in close communication, it was like, okay, we'll fix it like next week or something like that. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, I'll just play on a different account or so. Yeah, but uh, if 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 they didn't have any communication, then I'm like, I have no clue. I have no clue, right? Like, but fortunately, they were open with the problem. They did tell us what the bug was, and they did fix it relatively quickly. So, um, good on them, I would say for that. But yeah, yeah, I have no complaints there. I mean, obviously, it's a little annoying that it happened, but these things do tend to happen. And and from what I've heard, there was this like really because I didn't play in season two, and there was this circus situation. oh yeah 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 <laughs> I, I you can look at the numbers right we can look at the leaderboard and check like hmm, i wonder what the numbers were like in season two rank one 18k all right let's go to <laughs> MA 22k okay right. the reason the reason why i know these numbers is because saf you know our mutual friend was actually rank one and he got rank one and he's a phenomenal player but he said himself like this does that not much to do with me? It's just my account had very, very good internal MMR because I tanked it like crazy because it was just forcing chat transitions. And then I played a lot on it and I got ranked. Forcing one. chat transitions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just lost a lot. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> the, um, that season was just completely invalid, right? Like you could look at that and say like, okay, well, this doesn't matter. Like, these numbers, you know, like 22k MMR in in today's terms is just like, yeah, good luck with that. But no problem there because of that bug. And it's really cool to see that evolution to say, because I was starting to feel like, okay, is this season not going to matter either? Uh, of course, you can say, you know, there was the panda bug at the start, and then some people now may have gained a little bit too much, and it's kind of hard to 100% know if everything is the same. But largely, you can say, okay, I can just push and if I'm doing really well, my placement is going to be good. Like, who cares if someone got a little bit of an advantage here or there? But when there is this ongoing bug, that's very demotivating. It's just like, okay, why would I push? Why would I do anything that obviously doesn't matter? So it is really nice to see a very quick intervention. Uh, and not only the pre pre preventing them from gaining more, but also retroactively adjusting the points that yeah was i was very surprised about that as well like i was like oh they're actually taking people's points away like doesn't feel like a blizzard move to be to be fair i know <laughs> like, i was like man it's gonna be fixed but they're gonna be able to keep them or something like that but just like yoink yeah yoink. <laughs> give those points back uh that, that was really good yeah so pretty cool right. you said you had two things was that the essence of the two things or did you have a little bit more yeah so the, the two things were first the mmr got reset and then the people that got their mmr reset were also gaining too much because it was uh, already weird right like, oh right. mmr is gone and then the other one was like wait that's not the worst part because first people were like don't play your mmr will get reset and they were like oh crap i should have played man <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i was thinking that a little bit <laughs> but i, was... yeah, I should have played man. <laughs> I think a lot of people had that idea. Uh, uh, yeah, it, interesting kind of issues, but it got resolved quickly and uh, yeah. all things moving on. So next yeah, thing. In case, well, first, because like, there was, like, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because there was a viewer in my channel saying like, hey, I lost about 1,000 MMR. What the hell happens? For the top 10% of players, they have been adjusted. So if you are in the top 10%, so like reasonably, I, I don't even know exactly where the cutoff is for top 10. 
uh, top 10%. But if you are suddenly missing MMR, this is why, <laughs> because they, they adjusted it back to normal. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Oh, good, dude. Coming off any time. Next topic we've got. You're not cutting me off. Damn, man. That would have been a nice time to come in. <laughs> All right, missed opportunity. <laughs> We've got the Hearthstone Mercenary released this past week. Uh, I got a lot of comments this week or last week to talk about at least my experience playing Mercenary since I, um, you know, I did relatively well, right? I, I grinded up to number one in EU. Very, very, very well. Yeah. So I want to keep in mind, first of all, I had Arena Gold. Right. I'm not, I am technically free to play, but I had like 40 K gold just chilling in my EU account. And I was like, well, I'm, I don't know what I'm using this for. Hey, mercenaries, let's go. So I used, I opened like 300 ish, you know, 350, 300 or so packs. Right. So I had a big start, but, um, definitely grinded it, uh, uh, to get a comp. The, the another thing, right. Is I had a comp in mind from the get go. Right. So I had a comp in my head, like, oh, I like this comp. Let me build it, right? So, so a lot of people, you know, they're like trying stuff out, right? I was like, okay, I know my comp. Let me just build my comp, my six units, and that's it. I'm not, I'm not working on, I'm not touching anything else besides my units. So I literally had my team. I built it, and I just grinded, right? So um, there was a, like a day-ish of grinding bots, right? So once you get to 6,400, you stop seeing bots. But until then, you can see bots all the way up. So I, I was basically just seeing bots. I was like leveling up some other units while I was grinding the bots, but like kind of a pain. Uh, PVE, not really my thing, but you need it uh, to get some of the the tasks. So I got my I got my team and I just started fighting humans, right? But the real issue was like, there wasn't that many opponents that I could fight that also grinded the bots, you know? also had the same like M like relatively similar mmr so i was fighting like the same like four or five people over this over the day i i learned later on that um that also happened due to uh people's mercenary levels right they also have to be very similar like the the window of how different your mercenary levels could be was really really tight even like top 100 to top uh like top one they were like, I couldn't fight like some people but just because their mercenary levels were lower. Like even if they were like 50 MMR lower than me. So that was a little bit weird. So I was fighting the same, same people over and over and over. And I, and I thought it was super frustrating to be my opponents over it. Like just fighting me over and over and knowing, oh, I beat, I beat this guy like 90% of the time. You know, I, I mean, it was, it was more like a hundred. Like you just never beat me, but it was super, it must've been super annoying, but. Uh, grinded through it, you know, uh, one, and uh, it was just an interesting experience. PvP was super fun. The other aspects, PvE and stuff like that, the bot grinding, not fun. But once I got to the human opponents, then I really, that was really enjoyable. And still is, like, even if I play now. But um, you really got to see, like, people's, um, I guess, you know, people's creativities, I guess, and also some, like, meta forcing, right? I didn't think my comp was that strong or that great or like the strongest but like everyone just started running it just because you know it's the theoretically highest rate of comps that everyone's running it but i thought that was like super weird to me i was like eh, you know but it makes sense to be honest right if you're just if you're just absentmindedly looking for a comp to run you see this guy is high rated just pick it and i was streaming the comp right i think the fact that i streamed it it's a lot easier to like 
understand what the comp does if you're watching someone like play it out like over multiple uh different matchups right where's where are you like looking you're trying to create a comp and you're like well i have no idea how you deal with this matchup or this matchup or this matchup right? but since i streamed it was like oh yeah this is how you deal with nature this is how you deal with beasts this is how you deal with uh you know bts this is only gonna make sense if you're if you play mercenaries what's btx Shady says it's like whatever uh but it's, yeah i mean i'm not gonna comment on the conference. it's just that the you're you're outsourcing creativity right where you're saying like well i could look through everything i could sift through some data if we even have the data or this guy is rank one it's obviously working well enough that i can play it and I think that is just something to, that you cannot underestimate because I, I would think in a very similar fashion where if I have other games, especially if, if you're really, really into it and you're going to go hard, sure, you want to do the work, you want to think, you don't want to mindlessly copy. But if you just want to play at a reasonably high level, how bad can it be if the rank one is running it? Right. So there is, that, yeah. there is that immediate social proof as well. Like, look, there's a ton of people watching this guy. He's obviously doing well because he's rank one. I'm just going to take this. And then, yeah, you set the whole meta for, I don't know, a couple of days or however long that craze lasted. Yeah, yeah, whatever. A couple, couple of days, you know. I, I, I knew uh, since I had other things to do, I have BG tournaments to prepare for. I knew I couldn't, like, hold it or anything like that. But I did write, like, a little, um, you know, a little essay, I guess, of, of my thoughts. Uh, generally, it's it's pretty standard. the The one issue was just like the fifty fifty coin flips. I can see even in chat, someone says like there's a couple of coin flips determine the win or loss. That 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 only happens um, if your matchups are very similar or um, the heroes you're playing are very similar, right? Because a lot of people are running very similar comps nowadays, right? Since the meta is a little bit more established. So if you get into a matchup where you're running like very similar units there's going to be times when you guys are casting the very the exact same skill and whoever gets to cast it first right might take out a unit before that unit gets to play right so that that's a 50 50 right that's that's one thing i was really worried about that i wrote um in my uh little uh note there where i think that could be frustrating for some players uh, once they get to a certain point but right now i think with all the chaos it's not really as prevalent i think now especially since i addressed it more people are aware that oh yeah this feels bad but i don't know what the solution is you know like you'd have to kind of change the game a little bit more than easy like a bet there's no band-aid fix for it because it's a fundamental way how the games run so um you know that that is that is a like my most pressing issue i said but uh other than that you know there's a lot of thinking to be done there's a lot of counterplay there's a lot of different comps you can run to counter different comps um i do think that there are some op heroes op items and stuff like that that uh need to be addressed a little bit before um the meta is healthier and there's a lot of comps that can't be run because oh these cards are oppressive and if if you can't deal with these cards you can't you can't run any any other funner funner or more interesting composition so that's a little bit weird but um i think that that was going to, that was bound to happen of course right just like you just throw a huge like lots of variables with a ton of extra players and you're like not everything's going to be completely balanced but other than that i like overall takeaways i like good fun with it i think the pvp aspect is fun 
The other aspects were not really for me. I didn't really enjoy it. And I just think um, maybe the UI could be cleaner as well. And just like, there's a lot of room for the UI to be even better than it is. But right now, you know, especially as a player, uh, it's very enjoyable. As a viewer, it's enjoyable if you know everything. Like, I can watch someone play Mercenaries and be like, yeah, I, I like this. Oh, this play is cool. Oh, what did you think about that? Well, you know, you messed up here, da, da, da. But if you don't know or if you haven't run through the steps, it's very, it you get very lost very easily. And, and it's not super clear as a viewer what everything does unless you're running, like, um, third-party softwares to make the skills show up and stuff like that it doesn't show up normally so it's just very confusing and there's not really an easy way to make that clearer um at the moment i mean unless you're running third-party software so other than that um you know i had a good experience so that that was my take on mercenaries pretty fun i might do a little bit more dive depending on you know how you know, Chad reacts or what Chad wants, da da da. But you know, I'm, I'm relatively open, but I still do have to practice for battlegrounds right now. So you know, that'll be my focus for the foreseeable future. But after then, we'll talk. All right. Anyways, moving on. Oh, do you have something yeah. to say? No, I just want to say that it's so it's so you to just come in like ah, I just came in, took rank one, and then you know, it's then I left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, drop the mic, be like, all right, that'll be that. Uh, back to battlegrounds. Back to battlegrounds. Yeah. Very very cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, I figured I could do it. <laughs> Someone okay. Someone made a post. There was like a post like, who's gonna take one rank one? Someone is like, of cons, of course. And I was like, oh, thank you. So I did it, and I, I messaged him like, this was for you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, just, you know, I appreciate the uh, the belief oh. in me, you know. I, I got to reward that faith. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, that was my experience, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I do think it's an interesting game with a lot of room to develop. Just like theory-wise, there's a lot of, like, synergies that aren't really fleshed out like there's a lot of synergies with only two cards as synergies i'm like there's so much room here like what there's six units in the deck and you can't even fill a half a starting a starting slot with synergy like what there's so much room there so definitely with more heroes and stuff like that there'll be a lot more creativity i think so i think there's a lot of room for blizzard to work with it but it, it seems pretty fun as well so, yeah. moving on We've got tournament season. Da 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 da. We've got some tournaments going on uh, in the this week, next week. So we got Twitch Rivals. I think that's the recent, the one that's coming really soon. It's on Monday. It's legit, like in a couple of days. I was not expecting that actually at all. I was like, hey, Shay's yeah. like, we got tournament on Monday. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wake up, Wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta practice. Yeah, yeah. So um it's kind of a do you wanna explain it? It's kind of a team tournament, but um Yeah, so the the way how I understand it is that the um well I'll just explain it and then we can go for it. it, yeah. The um the first five rounds you will so you're in teams of four. There's gonna be eight teams of four people. The first five rounds are played where you send one of your team members into one lobby and then the other one into the next lobby, et cetera, et cetera. So you're all playing in different lobbies, so you cannot face each other. Um, there is no real team play element other than maybe you'll screen share and say like, hey, what do you guys do here? Do you level? Do you, you know, am I crazy or whatever? 
Um, but for the most part, you're playing your own game, and then you get points. I don't think we need to go with, like full point structure, but right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I think you start with a amount of points, and then if you win, you add points. If you lose, you lose points, and then whoever has the the top four uh, in terms of most points in a team, they advance to the winners bracket, and then the others play in the redemption bracket. And in that um, section, when you're playing winners bracket and redemption bracket you'll have two people in the same lobby. So it's not necessarily co-op, co-op, as in we're both playing on the same account. It's we're both playing in the same lobby. So it'll be, oh, oh we face okay. each other, we level. Yeah, I looked at it again, and that's because I, I misunderstood as well. Okay. Because um, you still need to fill it with eight people, right? Okay. So that's, that's what happens. So there will be more of a, oh, what did that guy have on his board? Should I play around the module? Uh, oh, oh, like, what, what should I get a zap uh, so you can talk to each other and strategize that way? And the, the most important aspect of those games is what do you do when you face each other? When is it silly to sell pieces? When is it silly to take extra damage? Uh, trying to level together. You know, Collins and I right now, our play style is pushing, <laughs> pushing six. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's go to six, baby. Right, so that was <laughs> perfect timing. Like around yeah. turn nine. Turn nine yeah, is turn, like turn, turn nine player. would be nice, yeah. Yeah. High five. Hey, both on we're both on five, obviously. And then we go to six. So yeah, that that would be great. <clears throat> and then of course, at the end of all that, we tally up all the points, see who has the most, and they are going to be victorious. So this is uh super exciting. We, you know, that's what we are asking for the whole time. So it's really, really nice uh, that it's happening now. So I'm going to try to do our best. We have been drafted by RDU, and Bofer is going to be our fourth. Our last teammate. guest. You know, hint, hint, hint. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's all coming together. Right? Uh, Collins, RDU, Shady, and Bofer uh, will, be, uh, will be your podcast team. Hope to bring it home. A podcast team. Yeah. Something to talk about for next podcast, right? So I'd be very excited or, or not so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we we do have a, a podcast episode with RDU and Bofer. So if you guys want to check that out, you haven't seen it, go check, uh, you know, podcast titles, wherever, anyways. But moving on, yeah, it's pretty cool. Also, for me, I was also drafted for the uh, Global Invitationals. So that will be in China. So... It's happening next month. It's going to be probably grueling. The lineups are stacked every direction, so that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll see what we can do. There's also It's also going to have mercenary gameplay, so it's going to be one of the more um, official mercenary uh, games to be, to be done. So definitely I hope I can give some mercenary experience to some of my teammates and you know, give them that little bit of edge. But... Um, other than that, you know, I'm representing Anne, you know, making sure we take home the crown. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be rough either way, <laughs> especially the time slot. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm practicing for that as well, so it should be all good. But, yeah, definitely a lot of tournaments coming up this month, next month. So uh, there was also a tournament last week, uh, I think Blurbies or Blurdies tournament as well so there's there's a lot of uh interesting games if you want to talk about them or, or look through them so yeah a lot of a lot of tournaments tournament season it's pretty cool we'll see how they shake up next month's gonna be 
very fun or very you know depressing depending on the results <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> uh but yeah uh, is it this time do you know the the schedule is it like this time it's a little bit earlier right you say this time what do you oh mean? someone is asking um this upcoming monday oh, right, is it this right, right, right. time uh so from what rdu told me it would be 9 cst which correlates with right now yes right so, now but if i think call time is an hour earlier and we're uh we're essentially already playing for 15 minutes or so okay so, so around this time so good luck shady uh you know <laughs> yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting but yeah. that's it anything you want to add no I, just in terms like it'd be fine the time for me it's just the reason why it's so awkward when i'm playing now is like i'm coming off 10 hours right <laughs> so right oh yeah. I, yeah I won't have played 10 hours and my brain will still be fresher now would i prefer the tournament to be at 8 a.m in my morning yeah I mean, that would be useful <laughs> that would be handy but <laughs> i'll be fine <laughs> uh, just excited man excited it's been too long and i feel like i'm really in into there the game yeah. right now i'm in the meta i feel it I understand that so uh and it's really cool to just play against all these strong players yeah my emotion is not excited you know but i'll take it yeah. fearful for my life i'll <laughs> <laughs> still begrudgingly take the opportunity yeah, 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 to play yeah, to, to take it down take everyone down sounds good and um those are the big things also we've got the patch but the patch we will be talking about necessarily less Right now, we've got our heroes and minions to talk about. We pick a minion and hero this every week, necessarily to talk about. This week, we will go Ysera. We were considering talking about Ysera, you know, earlier on in the week, but I said nah. But now I'm saying okay. I asked Chat, and Chat wanted to, us to talk about Ysera, so here we go. I think Ysera is a pretty nice hero, has a lot of good opportunities. I think the introduction of Terragosa promo drink and really people figuring how to use that efficiently has really made this hero like a little bit more respectable a little bit more consistent as well and just like if you get the setup you're so strong you don't need kelly ghost you don't need um you know to to level super quickly right you don't have to hold triples and try to force into a kelly calm now you can really just uh, get a Terragosa, get a promo, get another Terragosa, get another promo, and you're like, you know what? Kind of done. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good now. I'm just gonna hold on to my triples, try to triple into Nadina. You know, get get Nadina, maybe Razorgore if I'm lucky. Da da da, and then go from there. So there's a lot of power in just being able to fully commit to dragons from the get-go you're not like especially in non-mech lobbies where things become a little bit hectic non-mech non-beast oh no mama better save me Whew. yeah don't know what to do well i got dragons for you so uh it's pretty nice in those situations and even even in those mech lobbies right prester gives you that out as well so there's a lot of value there so pretty powerful hero it, it's a very consistent hero. I think that's the, the best way to describe her because she just gets a dragon no matter what on every roll. It's uh, it's kind of like Flurk where you can play a Sarah and very confidently say, I'm going to be dragons this game. You can pick Flurk and very confidently say, I'm going to be playing Morlocks this game. 
And I think that's a, a really big draw of the hero right now where you can play 20 Ysera games and your board will look roughly the same at the end of all 20 games. You're going to have Taragosa with Fire Thromadrake and then either Nadina or Kali or Razagors or whatnot. Some some games you'll have this Golden Chroma Wing, other games you will not have bothered with it. The Yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. Well, I was gonna. So I, I'm actually reading chat for for once. Someone someone asked two questions. First of all, is, does anyone else work as closely team wise in BGs? And I'm gonna definitely say no one else is on no. our level. I'm no. just gonna say that right now. Except for me, you know, Dog and Hoff. I could kind of see it, but Dog Hoff is playing Valorant right now, so you know they don't count. They don't, it's us <laughs> right now. No one else is on our level right now at this moment. So you know we've got that edge. Also, can you explain how the drafting worked? Yes, there was a team captain. I believe the captain is RDU, and RDU did pick us. So, Good yeah, on I don't RDU. think it was. I don't think we all like invited up front and say, "Okay, these are the people you can pick from." I think it was more like, "All right, just pick somebody. Go forth, go forth and bring back three other people you want to play with." Yeah. So that makes it very flattering, of course. It's yeah. very nice. But I. I got I got asked by someone else too. I was like, "Oh, thank you so much," you know. But I got you. I was like, "Oh," and she, I was like, "Oh, I can't." I'm glad right, you I thought about got me. One, here we go. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, oh, I can't believe it," you know. But, <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah, I did it. But yeah. anyways, moving on. Right uh, No, like finishing off is at the. Uh... The, I think the, the cool thing with Ysera is that I don't think she's figured out yet. What I mean with that is True. we have, yeah, we have like Rafam curve pretty set, right? Like you play Rafam in a certain way. Maev, same thing. You're playing um, like Jandis, you get the token fairly figured out. Uh, when you're playing Ysera, there's currently two, uh, I guess there's mo more than two, but I think there's two strong and consistent options. Number one is the, the option I favor, which is the G curve. curve. Yeah. Yeah. You get two chroma wings. So what, what happens is it is extremely likely that you can find two chroma wings at the start of the game. If you can find one other piece of economy or a sunbacon relaxer to just give you something that you can sell because the G curve will level on five gold, which means that on five gold you'll need to do something else with the remaining two gold. If you can buy a elemental, sell a elemental and level or something like that. That's perfect. Then you'll have two Chroma Wings on your board. And it's also extremely likely that you're going to have the triple in the shop that you can freeze. Then you level again on six gold. On seven gold, you buy your triple. You discover a four drop. Could be your Promo Drake. Could just be something random like a high main to give you tempo. And then you have one more roll to look for Tarragosa or a Bronze Warden or an Emissary or any of the tier three dragons that are strong. The other one that I see that is also popular is just straight. Level up. Yeah straight to three and just look for uh look for Tarragosas, look for bronze wardens because it is quite strong uh especially if you start with a token because if you start with a token you can re-roll one more time if your dragon that you get is bad i like the jeep curve because it feels very consistent in getting a four drop which is is the meta right now anyway people tend to spike around that seven gold momentum when they are pulling a four drop by tripling something so it's kind of nice to counter spike and say, okay, I'm going to also put my forward up on the board and uh, I'll be strong. Whereas if you're power leveling, if you don't hit a bunch of Tarragoses or a bunch of Bronze Wardens, 
you know that shop can be well, yeah, horrible. That shop can be crumbling. That yeah. shop can be good guardian. <laughs> so you are in no means, you know, guaranteed. Now it could be that statistically it is better to do the power leveling thing. We need we need some more data on that and you know people to really really come through. But I see some very strong players also favoring the power leveling curve. Uh, for me, it, you know. Right now, I do so well. Chief curving, I'm just asking, like, why do I change? Like, the chief curve feels so strong to me. Because uh, after guess, that, yeah, go well, ahead. Well, I was just saying, I, I guess you should address, like, the, you know, level on two, level on four gold, and then, like, roll on two, right? Why not do that? You know, that seems very, very common. Right. Why not do that? This, this was actually the preferred Yastera curve back when you were doing something completely different. Right. So, or Kelly um, Ghost, yeah. Yeah, we have Stuart back in as well, because this is a very specific nerf slash change. You only have three dragons between tier one and tier two. You have Cremowing, Whelp, and Glyph Guardian. So what happens if you follow a normal curve where you buy on turn one, turn two, you level, turn three, hopefully you have a token that you can sell and you can buy one more dragon. You're essentially just collecting red whelps to get two of them and then... You might have Chromo Wing on your board. You might roll into Glyph Guardian, but it gets very weird very early where you're like, oh crap, the game is asking me if I want a triple already. Because there's only three different dragons. So it's very likely if you have a pair that you're going to have a forced buy or a really awkward turn. So that is why we are currently not favoring the normal curve, the standard level on four gold because then the chances that you have two Chromo Wings and that the third dragon you roll in the shop is a Chromo Wing, you're like, oh, this is weird. I don't really want to buy it yet. But then, you know, you have this really awkward position. And before, that is exactly what you would want, where you would have Stuart as well as one of the dragons. And you'd also have Togwaggle, which is a little bit of a throwback, but that was, right, also, a really right, yeah. that was also a really good buy because you have Red Whelps interacting with Togwaggle, like, the, you, that would carry you. If you have a Togwaggle pair, yeah. he's <laughs> so strong. <laughs> the only hero that you actually want Togwaggle on, but like two Red Whelps, two Togwaggles, just instant, instant procs. So very, very strong. Uh, but you also had Stuart, so you weren't really like forced to have your triple that early on. And then you would just uh, go to tier three, go to tier four, freeze the triple, and then you shoot for Caligos. Whereas now, a lot of it is more, oh, I'm going to sit on tier four and I'm going to roll for Promodrake. I'm going to roll for Terragosa. And then maybe I will triple into a Kali, but most of the time you just want the Dina. Because yeah. as weird as it sounds for someone who's not used to this way of playing dragons, Kalios is really not that good when you're playing this it, kind of a comp. It's honestly yeah. the weirdest thing. If you haven't done it before, where you're just like, okay, I have this Kali. Wow. It's useless. I'd rather just roll for another Terragosa. <laughs> it's like, what, what's going on? Yeah, but yeah, it, it, is, it just doesn't it feel that It is a mindset strange. shift for sure. But the, the, if you haven't done it yet, a Terragosa between two Promodrakes will grow incredibly fast. And you will probably end up with, you know, either one golden Terragosa and two regular ones or two golden Terragosas. And they can easily be 100, 100, 150, 150 or so. And if you have one or two Nadinas on the board, that's mainly what you're doing in the late game. You're just right. trying to get more Nadinas and maybe cheese in a little Reborn Max now or something like that, just as a filler. And Rebo in the end, maybe, maybe sell the Promo Drake. 
Reborn my, my ex was such a like such a fixer in all your comps. Like, oh, you don't know what to do with your board? Just put a mix in my ex. Would you like a reborn spore? Like, yeah, <laughs> I would like a reborn spore. Thank that, you. That doesn't oh, instantly you. die in two hits. Doesn't doesn't get affected by ghoul or anything. You're like, go interacts favorably with mama. Right, yeah. reborn comes back with a lot of HP. So. Yeah, very great. For sure. Anyways, Ysera, good hero these days. Maybe not like um, oppressive. I wouldn't say this is oppressive. But if you get the right setup, it can feel oppressive. But the thing is, you're not. You do have to be a little bit Bob on Bob's side, right? If you you know Bob gives you Terragosa promo Drake immediately, you're like, oh, my my job's done. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if if he's if he's holding out on you, then it can feel like you can get into a window where you're like maybe one turn too slow with your scaling, and then you're like, uh, you know, it feels bad. But. but even then, you'd be surprised how well the game goes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have these games where you're like, okay, you know, I didn't get my stuff. Surely I'm going to die. But then you get it one turn late, and it just shoots up, and it's like a thirty-six, thirty-six on turn one. And you're like maybe not too slow <laughs> maybe it's fine yeah uh, as yeah. as long as you're not wasting gold randomly like uh, as along the times right sometimes you'll be seeing people and they're like oh i'm gonna die i guess i'll buy this like you know ring matron or something just to stabilize and they have like four gold and you're like no 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 just roll it roll you need to hit the pair you need to hit the piece you know otherwise like what's the point so you know as long as you're not uh, wasting gold, the chance you get the setup is pretty likely, and then if you get it like in in a reasonable time, you should be fine. So definitely a strong hero, and uh, I do recommend, it, especially when the direction for the game isn't clear, right? Like sometimes you know you'll get McCobor lobby or whatever, and you're like, oh, I, I know what I'm running. I feel like even that even is then relevant because you can. So here is the interesting argument. You can say you want to play a Sarah when mechs are in because you have access to Prester. Let them have their shields. I'm just going to ping them off. Yeah. Somebody high rolls an Omega Buster early. Your Prester is not going to do anything. You're just yeah. sitting there like, oh, I'm taking damage cap because the Baron's not dying and it's so much damage. I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, if if your Sarah's better with dragons in or dragons out. I'm actually not sure. You mean like, mechs, right? If mechs, yeah, mechs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> I am maybe not convinced, but I'm definitely strongly leaning in the direction that you actually prefer mechs to be out. Mechs to be because out. Because you yeah. don't you don't ran and preferably beasts as well, because then you don't ram you don't randomly get hit by people going bird buddy or mama bear. That's that's the problem with beasts right now, where people just spike like crazy. You you know those boards where you have like yeah, yeah, I do. I do. bird buddies. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> so like, this like this rat pack is gonna grow so big, and then the rat pack goes in and it's a bunch of rats, and they keep growing. So that's so 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 much early tempo. And then the other one is, oh, they have an early Omega Buster. That's also so much tempo. And and the problem with Ysera is that she's slow and steady. It's really like a Cthulhu-ish hero now, where I'm just rolling for my setup, and once I have my setup, each turn is just stats stats and there's no cap on it it just grows every turn uh and if you remove those two more volatile minion types which is mechs and beasts then it's kind of the you pave the way and say okay other people might do other things but elementals take a while to get going pirates take a while to get going right they're known like boom instantly 200 200 salty looters mm, depends what hero you're playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah of course 
Boom. play a shutter walk you can spike with anything you have two mamas on the board <laughs> like you don't give a shit <laughs> yeah anyways that's the uh but in if mechs are in it's not really that big a deal you still just take in a prester and a lot of the mech builds you have a very good chance of beating it yeah that's very true so good hero we like it recommend play it whenever you want honestly that's really seems to be what we're going for uh minion we're talking about we're talking about shady's least favorite minion tm captain hogger uh not 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 a hero we particularly enjoy actually we had a really good game with hogger today so maybe i should maybe i should you know be so mean to hogger but yeah Hogs be tone it up hogger's the best hogger is maybe one of the funner minions in the game I mean, not the best but definitely has a lot of good uh things going for when you get the right here on the right setup right double hogger golden hogger can really do a lot of work there especially if you're on tier six or whatever right there's a lot of heroes that can really take advantage of just having infinite gold you know, infinite gold you know, on every hero I actually thinks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, so. We tried uh, it. We like it. <laughs> we like more of it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy when you get really two of them, honestly. I think it's really just that simple. If you can get two of them on the board, because Golden Hogger is basically two of them, right? And sometimes you just need a Golden Hogger. So if you can get two of, two of them or Hogger Tony and it, it procs right you you just get so much value and with the addition of uh peggy as well right it gave you it gave um pirates another engine that they needed right because right now if you did there's a standard pirate build your real only real engine was um salty looters just for stats 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 but now that they added the Peggy, you now have another avenue to buff multiple minions, right? Uh, with Salty Looter, you just had like one one minion that was strong, right? They had a big poison or something, and they had the right minion. You had them, they had an Amalgadon, right? You had to, they had the right minion. It's gone, right? But with Peggy, you're buffing everything except for the Peggy, which is actually good because you can sell the Peggy late game for a, a selfless, right? So it actually kind of fits its own its own meta. And like, yeah, we don't want to buff this. We'll sell it late game for staff, for a divine shield. So uh, really, really nice to be able to just scale, 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 infinite gold. Time is the problem, right? Not It's not your money anymore. It's your time, you know. You're now you're now a rich man <laughs> or, or woman. Yeah, time to buy like triples and stuff. No, no, no. Just buy and sell, buy and sell. Yeah, so... I don't know why I'm talking about it when Shady could talk for days on this hero, but I'm uh, just, uh, just making sure I don't talk too much. Right? That's fine. I, I, uh, I, I'm trying a little bit. It doesn't seem to be working too well, but yeah. <laughs> I Hogger is just. I think that easily I can say like my if I would ha if I were to have a perfect memory, I could say like, well, what are my ten favorite games I've played in my career? It's gonna be ten Hogger games. <laughs> 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 oh my god damn i i don't i don't think i would do that no like maybe some elemental transition when gar was in those are also really cool but the um i, I would say that we can cover a little bit of what your board looks like when you're playing apm pirates to just here we go <laughs> yeah this, now we dive this deep dive 20 minutes let's go Quick oh, little no. twenty-minute hogger adventure, Collins in and out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but I think the real challenge is getting to that stage. So we'll just do a little bit of a explanation of what you're aiming for and then how to get there. So the 
the board you're aiming for, as Collins mentioned, if you have two hoggers, it's really cool. But the end game goal is to have more than two hoggers because two hoggers, you only make gold when you're buying the money pirate. The uh, the three three that sells for three because you're buying it at one gold and you're selling it for three, you're just printing money. We were playing Gallywix earlier today, and with Gallywix, you only really need two hoggers because you're buying and selling for free. But then obviously next turn, you're going to have 20 gold, 30 gold, 40 gold. So it goes very, very fast. But other heroes don't have that bank. So with other heroes, you are aiming for more than two hoggers. <clears throat> so then your board is going to look something like a golden hogger and a regular hogger. That's your engine. And then you're going to have Salty Looter Peggy, those four units on the board. You're going to have your buff slots. That's five units. And then the other two are pretty flexible, where you can have two Salty Looters and a Peggy, two Peggies and a Salty Looter. You can have an Eliza just for tempo. You can have a Bran so that you can use Strong Arms. Strong Arm is the 4 3 pirate that buffs plus one plus one for every pirate you've played that turn. So those numbers go up crazy. Sometimes you'll have 40, 50 pirates in a turn. You play a strong arm <laughs> that's plus 80 plus 80 with a brand right that is ridiculous so you get silly silly numbers especially if you're playing on pc not on mobile on mobile i would not recommend <laughs> it's going very slow i've seen it sometimes on reddit like oh look at this i played on mobile i was like why do this to yourself this is so such torture because yeah everything goes so much slower on mobile um uh, yeah that that's the board you're aiming towards now the stage before you get to this board is I get two hoggers. This is the one where you're, I'm close, I'm close, I'm close. And a lot of the time people die here because they get two hoggers and they disregard everything. But what I like to do is I like to have, say, one half of my board is my pirate stuff and the other half is tempo stuff. I think a really, really cool game I played a couple of days ago was where I had two crocs, a rat pack and something else uh, of another beast on the right side of my board and the left side of my board was two hoggers in a buff slot. So the two hoggers are so that you make money every time you see a, a money pirate. It means that every time you see a strong arm, you're getting buffs for free. Every time you see a swabby, you're getting tavern cost reduction for free. So it is absolutely worth it to have two hoggers on your board and buying and selling every pirate. The problem is that they're not very good at combat. So unless you have Eliza's on the board, unless you have a bunch of Ripsnaws on the board, pirates don't really do much other than just give me some time. I'll be big later, I swear, right? But people don't care. They will kill you before <laughs> that happens. So what you need is you need a little bit of a side hustle. You need your, or I guess the pirates are your side hustle and your board is being carried by a different kind of tempo. Um, I've also had it with like two macros in the deflecto that can help you carry until the hoggers take off. Once you hit the golden hogger and you get a little bit of board space the golden hogger might give you a hamul you play the hamul the other hoggers in the shop bam and you're off to the races right so once you get the golden hogger plus a regular hogger if you're not dead in two turns you're probably winning the game <laughs> yeah, then then you are buying every pirate and you're making money on every pirate and then it is in no time that you will have salty looter and peggies on your board and it's once you have two hoggers or more you start slowly transitioning into, okay, I can sell one more unit for putting a Salty on the board. I can sell one more unit for a Peggy on the board. And then you're slowly transitioning into something that is scaling while you were doing this Pirate Shuffle. And then you're just hoping to get that infinite money supply from the extra hogger. Uh, that, that, is the, that is legit the most difficult part about playing APM Pirates. It's not the APMing. It's the not dying on the way there. 
because that is the vast majority of hogger games I see that go wrong is people's boards are just really weak and, and you need to survive until your engine is up and running. Really all my games, I'm just, you know, I die before I get my setup. You know, if I just not die before my setup's good, I'm, yeah, I win every game. So, <laughs> uh, just, well, this yeah. is this is like something like a coiler can be amazing for a board like that. You get a like, I've also had that. You have two hoggers and you have a reborn coiler in the back. That's gonna carry. That's gonna either save you a lot of damage or you're even gonna deal damage to people. So it's all about the tempo units on your board while you're trying to get the hoggers up and running. I think reborn coilers are like sneaky good, you know, like it's underused, yeah. I feel, you know, like I, just... I do it so often now and I say like wow, I've I've won games with like that tempo <laughs> where I have two reborn coilers and mama and stuff in the back and I'm just like, wow, that was so many more stats than I thought it would be. You have this elemental board where you're like, okay, I guess I'll take second place. You're like, or not. <laughs> I beat it. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Pretty effective. So. Next topic for next week. Oh, yeah. Next week, Coiler. Yeah, next week, Coiler. Okay. I, I Thank you. I've given it to me. These, these are the Ooh. hardest topics, you know, because I'm like, damn, <laughs> we've run out of cards. You know, that's that's what I say every week. Now, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I think Coiler's yeah. always been good. Uh, moving on to our main topic, even though it's been a while already. <laughs> hey, Hogger is the main topic, right? Let's moving finish. on to our main topic, patch 21.4.4. Released today, right now, this moment. I actually don't know if it's live yet, but it wasn't live when we started. So maybe it's live now, right? But um, they released a new patch. It's not a huge patch. But it's an important one. But it's not that important. You probably could like ignore it and still do well. <laughs> Honestly, like if it's not meta breaking, it's a quality of life thing, but yeah. it's not meta breaking. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's not like the leaper nerf or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You could play exactly the same, and you probably wouldn't notice it for a while. Uh, you know, like <laughs> honestly, unless you're playing Milas, you're like. Why am I out of gold? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Unless you're Millhouse. Millhouse will notice it pretty quickly. But if you're not Millhouse, then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not mega breaking, just omega breaking, you know. Yes, I, that's a joke from chat. So don't blame me for that one. <laughs> but yeah, they, they basically have three changes here. And we'll just talk through all the changes. I think the first one's probably the most important one. They've got, oh, that's not right. Hero changes Shutterwalk. I forgot to change the topic title for this one. No, this, this is the last Shutterwalk's topic. Shutterwalk's the same. That's all good. Call it off. No no nerd for Shutterwalk. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I made these on the fly. I was still streaming. So, you know, I, there's a little, little, you know, quality, quality control that I normally do not hear. And, uh. I got the Omega Buster picture in, which is what I was focusing on. I forgot to change the title. But yeah, um, Omega Buster got changed. So it used to be a 6-6 six, six, uh, with Death Rattle, summon 611 Microbots. Now it's a 5-5, five, five, so not a big change. Not not really going to affect your games. It just it might even be a buff, right? Now now you've got... Now instead of a 6-6 six, six that could die, now you have a 5-5. Five, five. So it's a lot easier to kill. Very small buff. Really don't know what Blizzard was thinking with this one. So it's kind of weird. But, you know, generally, you know, they, they like smaller numbers. You know, they're, they're a little too scared changing 6 to a 5. So, you know, kind of... What's your thoughts, Shady? 
<laughs> it's uh I, I think it's normal I, I i think our prediction was we're gonna see it go from a 6-6 six, six to either a 5-5 five, five or a 4-4 four, four, and then the number of microbots is gonna correlate as well so yeah um, obviously Collins is joking <laughs> and, uh, the main purpose of Omega Duster is the number of microbots that spawns because that is the, the number. And it's kind of like Goldring going from plus five plus five to plus four plus four. That's that's how you can look at that nerf and think about okay, how does that feel? Is that does that feel good? Does that feel fair? And I, I still think that this is going to be strong. I, I think that um, summoning five bots instead of six that's still a lot of numbers, but less numbers than before. So. Um, it's good to try this and see, okay, is that still a little bit too much? Should it be a 4-4? Should it remain a 5-5? Because there's a lot of comparison to Goldrin, but then we have to also realize that, yeah, Goldrin can buff Cleaves, but so can this thing. And this thing can buff Macros. This thing can buff Deflectos. So uh, the quality of targets that you're buffing, uh, it's also like really, 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 really easy access to Divine Shield Taunt. You just put a module on. Whereas for beasts have a divine shield taunt, you need to roll an amalgadon and either put a module on it and it needs to not have spores or it needs to roll shield and then you need to argus it or houndmaster it and blah, 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 blah. So in, in almost every regard, this is outperforming Goldrin. And Goldrin comp is still pretty strong if you get that up and running. Not meta-breaking or game-breaking or oppressive at all, but it's perfectly fine. So just having the option to buff divine shields and also buff cleaves, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll see whether plus five plus five feels right or whether they need to take it down one more notch. Yeah, so personally, you know, I was a little bit joking, but I do think this will be an important nerf. I just don't know if it will like um change how people play with this card, you know what I mean? Like I I, I guess it will give other players a better opportunity to like react to the Omega Buster player, but I don't think it's going to change how the Omega Buster player actually plays the game. If they are going to force this, right? You're still going to be like, I'm looking for barons and whatnot, right? And the high roll potential is still kind of the same, right? Like, uh, if you if you get, like, re uh, Golden Makov Reborn with a Baron with an Omega Buster, right? You're still going to get, like... 70 70 divine shields right it's not like instead of 80 80 you're probably getting like 70 70 divine shields right so it's still going to be quite strong if you get the setup but maybe you have less of that freedom of like oh i hit an omega buster i've instantly win the next two fights without really thinking about it let me just roll for my pieces right you might have to be like okay i need to make sure that i'm getting the right pieces or i have a bear in there so that i don't get like in super punished or something like that so um it also lowers the, um, like the big scaling if you get the right number of units, right? So initially, if you had two units dead, then you fill your board, and then your your minions are like your one ones are like four fours or something like that, and that was like the most the max amount of strength, right? So it's going to be a lot harder to get like that max amount of strength uh, there where you're something like really good. Uh, really good microbots, right? The microbots will be a lot smaller, right? A lot of times now you're going to be getting either the 1-1 one, one or the 2-2 two, two variant, right? It's not going to feel as oppressive. So I do think it will be a relatively big change. Um, if people have the right comp, it's it's going to feel the same, but until they have that perfect comp, it's going to feel like, ah, it's it, I definitely feel the power uh, difference or the discrepancy, so... 
I do think it, it is an important nerf and the nerf that was justified. Um, don't know if it's enough, right? But it, it feels like it should be. I, I think it feels like it should be, but I have to play with it to really tell. But just from looking at it and thinking, how is it going to change uh, how I deal with this card? I feel like it will change a little bit. Just like, oh, unless they are playing like the, you know, a farm and they have two Omegas immediately. Um, I think the one Omega might not be like that game-breaking a play but then if you have the kanger if you have the macaw everything else then it might feel like still like how, how this didn't change a thing right because especially when you have the kangers and the macaws right you end up filling your board anyways right you you know so you and then you get the proc the second proc as well so the the scaling does ramp really hard but i, I do think it is a important nerf right omega buster has been a problem for a long time so happy to see some changes yeah, I mean, you know my take on the card where I, I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you get it as insane spike, but I don't actually love committing to it the same way other people do. I, I feel like this helps Shady a lot, you know? It's like, ah, even it. more reason yeah. to skip this. Like, <laughs> and I'm, 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 it's not really skip, it's just like, <laughs> all right, well, let's let's not completely skip all the Caligos and Ragnaros and <laughs> all the other good stuff on the tavern just because we haven't won Omega Buster on our board. Sure, 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 sure reasonable reasonable so yeah that's uh that's our thoughts on omega buster think it think it is an important change one that's necessary but we'll have to see next week yeah. if if it's in it the really right direction is. absolutely for sure next um change we have is a bit of a head scratcher in my opinion you know didn't delete the card it was weird to yeah, me what the hell, <laughs> but holy mackerel also got a nerf you know one of those um Slap on the wrist, you know? You can only return half the money you stole, you know, kind of changes. Where it's like, here, now you need to play a Leaper. Or what's it called? A Mechano Leaper? No, oh, yeah. Leaper. Yeah, Metal 2 Leaper now. And now it's, and then it's the same, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, that was, that, was, that was really the problem, you know? It really had that extra free Mechano Leaper. That was really what everyone was that, complaining about. That 8 damage breakpoint got me every time, right? I was playing my 8 health minions, just get wrecked every time. It was just so dumb. But now that it's six damage, I feel like I'm gonna be safe. Yeah, yeah everything's fine, you know. There's there's no problem anymore. <laughs> this is one of those nerves that, yeah. I mean, we might feel it a little bit, right? Where you say like, eh, you know, old Macro would have killed up. Dude, like, dude I'm not feeling this at all. This, is bullshit. <laughs> this bullshit card just needs to be taken out back and just get rid of it. That's too. It's because of another bullshit card that we can cover a little bit, which is not on the list, which is not surprising because I don't think people are complaining about it. You make this a, like a two for I still play it. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Like I, I might, it might be a little bit more like questionable, but I, I'd still, I'd still find a way. You know, if I, especially like you run in like Meccano Colbor comp, right? Like if you run yeah. Mech Colbors, like so this does nothing, right? If you're running um, sure. Grease Bot, right? This does nothing. You play Ground Shaker and you add. 20 plus attack in one turn you don't give a shit that it's two attack less yeah. or not on mechram or not <laughs> no you're you're still you're very very happy to have to you know let me take that fear out of anyone who enjoys playing with holy macro you're still very happy to have two macros on your board like, right all, all the comps that really run this don't care right the grease ball comp they don't care the the quill yeah. or 
Earthshaker, they don't care. The um, oh, what's the Omega Buster? I right? also doesn't care. Like none of the comps really care too much. Like that it has too less attack, right? If you're Vulgin, this nerf means nothing. Exactly. You know, like if you're playing that hero, who cares, right? A lot of, I mean, a lot of the heroes with scaling. Like if you're playing Edwin, right, doesn't matter, right? This, 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 it, it feels so weird, honestly. It's for this nerf. It's like, why? What's the point? Do you, is is our pain a joke to you? <laughs> That's how I feel. I just, like people are complaining about it. Let's nerf it, and then they might hit it again. And I mean, at some point, yeah, the stats are gonna be low enough that you'd be like, I kind of don't want to pick up a macro, but this is not it, right? It being a six four is still pretty BS. I think like under four four, then I would think, you know, but then I I would like begrudgingly pick it, especially if I'm not about to die, you know. Yeah, it'll it'll depend on your setup. Your though, setup, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. You're instantly moduling yeah. it, yeah. for instance, right? Then that'll you have a grease spot or or, or shaker, if you're yeah. playing ground shaker, you still you know yeah, snap a four it, four. Yeah. If you have ground shaker, you do not care. You could not care less. Let's just pump it. It's gonna get another, you know, at least what is it, fourteen, sixteen attack? Yeah, fourteen, sixteen gems you're running there. It's just no, uh, no problem. Yeah, so. I don't know. I think this one's weird. This is the weirder, the weirdest change I think of the list to me. Just doesn't really feel like. It feels like you know they're like, oh, just just give him a nerf, but don't nerf it really. But give him a nerf. Don't don't really. <laughs> you know, it's like ah, why? Why do you love this card? You you deleted it from the game and then you brought it back and it's still a problem, right? Like, uh, oh yeah, I don't know. Not a fan. All right. So, our final nerf victim. We have Recycling Wraith. So, this was a nerf that was suggested, I think, to their team. And I think they, they did agree with the how the nerf was uh, how the nerf was implemented. So, I do like them responding to people's feedback and thinking, ah, oh, yeah, Millhouse is the problem. The card itself is not the problem, but Millhouse is the problem. Let's kind of nerf it for the Millhouse, but not for everyone else. So, I do like... Uh, this adjustment just you know no house with this card was too strong right i think that's pretty clear you get this yeah. you gotta know me it's just like so stupid the, what you the best way to explain how OP this card was where you'd play this if you were playing nomi you'd play this if you're playing ragnaros you'd play it if you were playing beasts and you had to roll for your comp you would play this if you're playing mechs and you had to roll for your comp you'd play this if you're playing caligos and you roll for battlecrest like pretty much anything on millhouse it would be beneficial to have two board spaces for this guy and then the elemental spots so you can keep rolling because you're just making a ton of money and any anything that gives you a ridiculous you know like you buy a elemental right a elemental costs you zero two. gold as millhouse right it gives you two rolls that's four gold you have now essentially made four gold by buying a like that's crazy right that's such an insane amount of economy uh and it's just really, really insane how much better your game flows when you can actually roll on Millhouse. So I think it's a super fair nerf. I think it's still going to be good on Millhouse, of course. It's still going to be good on other heroes, but it's not going to be an instant, oh, must buy under every circumstance or any circumstance. Yeah. It costs zero for Millhouse. I assume if you golden, it's going to be your next two refreshes cost one less. 
So you'd either have to play oh, yeah, two yeah. elementals, right? That's that's my assumption, right? Because it should it should be your next two, right? That's how it it should be. Yeah. So I think the um the the one that was mentioned is you have two wraiths on the board. They should probably stack. When they the should, right? They should stack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to have old wraith, you're essentially gonna need to have two wraiths on the board for Millhouse, uh, which is which is okay. Yeah. because yeah. you don't want to have two of these on your board. I mean, you will want to have two of these on the board because you'll have no real alternative. You can't get the old version, but board space is such a premium. So you pay a big tax on having to play another minion that is sort of not negotiable. Well, like, Nomi doesn't care, right? If you're Nomi and you have two of these, who cares, right? But other... Even with Nomi, man, you'd be surprised how often you have this like big ass elemental, big ass elemental, big ass elemental, two, five, four, so you can find the next show on Nomi, right? This, this happens quite a bit where there's like three or four bad videos in the back because like I have a buff slot and then I have two of these and I have a Nomi. So Nomi does care. Nomi does care. Okay, okay, fair enough. That's true. If you have one wraith and play two elementals, reroll cause zero. Okay, so someone's confirmed it. So it's uh, it's good to know. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, so it it, it it's a good nerf, I think. Uh, Honestly, I'm thinking about it. When you're playing Nomi, this happens a lot. Where this might not impact it as much. Like at the start, of course, right? At the start, it's gonna impact it a lot, but. How many times do you have this on Millhouse with Nomi and you're just like... Just like, I'm selling. I have too much, too much I elementals. Need, yeah, I need to play my elementals anyway because I'm buffing. So this might be more enjoyable, specifically when playing Nomi, by the way. I'm not saying that this is not a nerf. I'm not saying that this is better. But it will feel a lot nicer when you're playing Nomi because you just like play elementals. Once you get it online, yeah. yeah. But you do need to get going once yeah. you are going. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And to get going... It will be a lot harder if you are paying a gold for the rerolls because you don't have unlimited elements in the start. But it's just like once you're rolling and you have Hamul and all those things, like you find Brand and you have Tavern Tempest, it's it's very very often that you just end up wasting a crap ton of these free rerolls because you're rolling anyway. Oh, but it, yeah, a nerf, no doubt about it. I think it's a necessary nerf. This is the nerf I'm happiest to see. Like just because it like it fits it it makes sense you know sixty six sixty six percent success rate for me which is an F but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm giving you you know maybe a B for effort and you know it's just one one out of the three it's hard it's hard to be perfectly correct but <laughs> you know we take those here uh, in this channel so. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, not a lot of changes here. So just a small patch, but just like a, you know, um, a sensible patch, I think. Except for the macro, which doesn't make any sense. But other than that, sensible. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense because you're making it less powerful. But yeah, they're not buffing macro. So it makes sense. <laughs> dude, dude, if they buff macro, dude, I do that. I don't even know what I'm going on. Oh, my please God. Back the mercs. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! You brought a, a a whole world that I never even considered. Yeah, so yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not do that. I want to talk about Prester, man. This is oh yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Talk about Prester. That's true. I. That's so true. That's the one thing. Um, 
that I think they didn't really address just because like no one's talking about it. And it's so, well, some people in my circles are talking about it, but like other yeah, than that, like, I feel like higher level players do mention this because I, we get such a high volume of games that we get exposed to these situations where if you have a divine shield oriented build or you're playing George and someone has pressed her, you can pack it up. That's so dumb. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you have one card in your lineup? Well, my entire Divine Shield comp doesn't work anymore. Okay, I guess I'll just leave. And uh, yeah, that is just a really, really frustrating part where... Uh, you, do you want to mention some more? Or do you want me to just like rant away? <laughs> I'm always glad to hear your rants, but it is... Uh, here we go, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, okay. I mean, just generally, it's just very weird to have a card that completely nullifies some other compositions while also having answers to that same composition, right? So you have you have goal in there, right? And then, you know, we talked about it, right? The answer to the, the reason, the problem to just having goal is macro doesn't care about goal, right? But then it's like, well, just remove macro as well, right? And then you're, you know, you're solving a lot of the problems in the game. But it, it, it's a little bit weird that dragons just have the ability to make like a perfect comp that you can't really counteract, right? You have the Nadina, you have the Prester, you've got like Divine Shield Terragosa, and you're just like, yeah, what, are you, what else are you running to deal with this? I remove your Divine Shields for free and get extra Divine Shields and you have no counter since you're not playing dragons to deal with me. You know, it's like, it's very, very, very peculiar that dragons get access to this composition. No one else has this. Right, no other minion archetype has this. You it's have to commit to dragons together. Completely unnecessary, from my point of view. Like some cards, you can say, "I see why this card exists." Other cards, you could say, "Whatever." This card, I just like. I do not understand why this exists. This just increases the level of frustration with the game. Because so any, any, yes, you go ahead. The developers are dragon lovers. That's all I was gonna say. But go all right, okay, sure. You remember and when? Yeah, Reno and Dragon Lovers. You remember when like Reno the Dragon? Arr, you remember when Caligos was like a two something? They're like, you know what? Let's double the attack, make it a four twelve. You know? Yeah. Okay. Caligos has been played. You know, da, da, da. it used to be it used to be weaker stat line, but then they buffed it up for some reason. So it makes sense, though. It feels right. It it now time. feels right because everything else has been scaled up to yeah. counteract with it. But at yeah. that time, it was like I was like, why are you buffing this? Like. Caligos just went to the lobby if you get it. Now it doesn't, right? So it feels okay now. But at the time, I was like, yeah, it's a little bit unnecessary buff love to Kelly here. But yeah. That's my... The frustration I have or the thing that I don't understand with Prester is you have Ghoul. Everyone has access to Ghoul. We know this. Ghoul offers counterplay. Do you put the Ghoul first? Do you put the Ghoul second? I have a selfless. Do I put my selfless first? Do I put my selfless second? Do I put my selfless third? Are you going to move your goal third, right? This is this fun little mind game you can have with your opponent where where am I going to put my Nadina? Where are you going to put your ghoul? Is my Nadina going to die before your ghoul dies? Is Am I going to be able to kill your ghoul before my Nadina dies? And this is skill testing in my experience. Of course, there's some RNG to it. Like everything in this game, you can snipe the ghoul immediately. The Nadina might not die attacking the ghoul or whatever, and then something instantly hits the Nadina after that. Sure, these things can happen, but at least you have agency. You can increase your percent, and that's what all, all is about in Battlegrounds. It's about increasing your percentages. With Prester, there is no increasing your percentages other than maybe I can zap it. But if they have a Promo Drake, you can use it to buff the Prester out of zap range. 
if they just have a Cali and they've been buffing it, it's not going to work. If they have anything, and that's very specifically being a mech player, having to look for Zap to counter the counter to your board, right? This is getting very, very weird. Whereas normally it should just be, oh, I have access to Ghoul and I can remove all your shields one time. And then if you have resets on your Deflecto, you can, you can play around that. And I will say that a good counter argument to this is, but what if they have Mackerel? Because right now it does feel like if the opponent is a full Divine Shield board and it's two Deflectos, two Mackerels, eh, you ghoul them and nothing happens. <laughs> we have this, you ghoul them and it's like, okay, the Deflectos lose their shield, the Mackerel lose their shield. One thing dies and resets, the Deflecto attacks and resets. Suddenly there's again four Divine Shields on the board. It's like, oh, you thought you got rid of us, here we are again. And I do think that that feels bad. I think if you have a ghoul versus a divine shield player, it should hit them really hard because you are giving up an entire board slot and you're really targeting their weakness. So the easy solution is like just don't have Prestor and Macro or Macro in the game. The both of them is just they're super toxic. Where Macro is this card where it reduces the agency again, where how much you can increase your percent because. These guys are just gonna play some ping pong or whatnot, and it's really, really frustrating. <laughs> all happen. Like this is. Not I, I lost the game due to, due to the ping pong today. You just watch the macros play ping pong, which they're like, "Oh, here's your shield, bro. Oh, thank you, bro. Here's your shield back, bro. Oh, thank you, bro." It's just like <laughs> the, the most frustrating part is you're playing juggler, and then you watched like. The oh yeah, I saw that. And, and normally you remove a shield and it's great, and here it's just like. Zero damage, zero damage, zero damage, zero damage, zero damage, zero damage. Oh, I got one through, but you know the thing has a lot of HP because it played Buster, so it doesn't matter. Zero damage, zero damage, and you just you're not getting anything done. So, mackerel on its own, I can still kind of see and say, okay, it sucks. I don't like the card. I wish it wasn't in. But the fact that Prestor is a card and mackerel can be used as an excuse to justify Prestor's existence makes me think, okay, please delete both of them. At least, you know, with Macro, you can still say, okay, I'm going to play a Divine Shield Wind Fury. If they've taunted their Macro, I can have a, an Amalgadon with Wind what Fury. What if they don't taunt their Macro? What if you yeah, don't have Elementals in? Like, I'm not, I'm not letting you justify Macro's existence. Well, <laughs> now, now with the Buster, it might be a little less oppressive. But yeah, I would be very happy to have both of those cards re removed because it just does not make sense. You are playing George, which overall is a decent hero. But you can easily just get a top seven or a top six if you have, you know, like this happened today. We had a very promising George game and one opponent ghouls us, which is fair. They invested into the ghoul pretty early on, but we take a lot of damage. And then the next opponent is a Prestor and we're dead. But just randomly, oh, I am a dragon player and I'm putting this complete counter to a whole archetype on my board. And it's still a dragon. It still supports my promo drake. It still gets buffed by Caligos. It still gets divine shielded by Nadina. It's just like, why is this a thing that is very specifically catered towards dragons? And why do we need another card that is so much hate on divine shields? The only reason I can think of is they introduced Mackerel and they felt like they needed to introduce some counterplay. But this is not the right kind of counterplay. This is the very solid like okay rock paper scissor if you play this and i play that you lose huh. like the odds to win as a mech build that relies on divine shields versus a prester player is, is close to zero like you have to pretty much snipe the prester straight away or you need to have some god tier rng uh but the deck is stacked so heavily against you and, and that's just what i don't like these very very polarized 
oh, I guess I will just concede because my opponent is playing dragons. The amount of times that happens, because like mechs are fine. You play mechs, mechs are strong. But then specifically you have someone with a presser and you say, oh, I guess I can win. And that's just a very, very bad feeling. Yeah, okay. I was thinking about how to nerf it, right? I had an idea in my head a while back where uh, you'd make it the... Uh, like the first and the third dragon gets the ability, you know, da, da 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 da. Now I'm thinking like you do that and you also make it not a dragon, so you can't scale it infinitely as well. Cause that, yeah, that, that it, nice it, it also like give you the zap answer, right? Cause right now, as a dragon, right? If you try to zap it, right? You're like, well, it's a 10 10 now, I can't zap it. But if you also make it not a dragon as well, right? You don't get that. Oh yeah, here's a, here's a 2020 Prester. Oh, you're trying to zap the counterplay? No, nah, it doesn't work here. Uh, I think also the Dina uh, gives you the divine shield as well. So I think those two changes would make it like a little bit more justifiable, right? It still has that big punch, right? The first, your first dragon kills whatever, like the Mechro and your, your third dragon also do a lot of damage, but it's, it now opens up a lot more counterplay. It's also more of a risk to play it. Like you're like, well, it doesn't scale for free. It doesn't help my promo drakes or whatever you're, you're trying to do. So I do think those two changes would make it like okay, well, it's not it's not oppressive anymore, and people have to think about like it becomes like a ghoul, where you know uh, you have to think about it when you use it. But at that point, you're making a right? yeah. At that point, you're making a different card in, entirely, really. That's <laughs> probably also a little bit too uh, complicated, right? Like Blizzard likes the very simple design, like the, sadly, the real, sadly, the yeah. every other dragon thing, which was just honestly that's their product, and let's partially why we play it it's nice simple big numbers hey they go boom and that's not I, why i, I play it but okay <laughs> I, I i well the, the, it's part of it because it, it, sure, really, sure. it is yeah, it has I mean, a really good player base because of that and yeah. that's a part of why we play it it's really cool a lot of people watch it it's super easy to understand so you gotta you know you gotta meet them halfway and say okay this is the way you design and it's partially why we like the game um so we can't really suggest these very weird nerfs i know like, oh, i like know. to put it on the stack and then flip a coin to see if it removes the shield or something but, like that like but, no, that, but that's mercenaries come on we flip the stack. <laughs> that's that's not the, the way they want to design stuff so my my suggestion is just like if if you want to not make it so toxic at higher level play just kill off mackerel and pester altogether because dragons do not need it you can run ghoul nadina and you're still so strong you remove all their shields then you Nadina, you still have five big ass dragons with a divine shield. That is more than fine, trust me. Like that is super solid. But to have this ghoul on steroids on in your comp is just super ridiculous. Like you really dragons don't need that. But yeah, um, that is our one maybe big complaint about this particular patch that they're they're not really thinking about the presser. They, I, I I guess it it's either too complicated or no one's talking about it, so it's not really a problem that's big on their radar. You know, so. might also be a win rate thing, right? We look at presser and say this card is perfectly fine, but it's more a feeling card where there's so much, so many times it's like, oh, I have no chance. <laughs> like there's no way I can start to play around this. If it was a feeling card, Shutter Walk would have been nerfed again. You know, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It feels still feels so bad when people high roll Shutter Walk around. Uh, well. Anyways, I think that's everything we've got for today. So that's gonna be 
Yes, it's gonna be over. sorry, guys. Twenty minutes on pressing. It's gonna be weird because uh, I'm gonna have to look through. Like usually, I look through the first of the vod because we you know I'm like oh yeah, this is where it is. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look to the end of the vod, or, or or maybe like the halfway point. We'll figure it out. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, that is it for us this week. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for enjoying the show. I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, thank you, Shady, for being here every time, making sure that I'm on time and making the <laughs> topics, you know, working away. My pleasure, Collins, and thank you so much for making sure that I was going to say each and every week, but, you know. So for last almost, week. <laughs> almost each and every week. Uh, you're here prepped and ready, so we could do this. So, awesome. Yeah. If you guys want to send us some feedback, just send us a message, hsbgpodcast at gmail.com, and you can Catch us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, all that fancy stuff. But uh, that will be it for us this week. And uh, take care of yourselves and have a wonderful day. See you guys.